P-S-N-Y. Back at it. Back in the saddle again. <laughs> I gotta remember how to do this. Wait, what are we doing again? Uh, I thought. Wait, you... wait, wait, wait. What, what, what's the microphone for? Uh, Hello, is this thing on? <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Here, here's the ah, the script. Here we go. Nice. How's it going, folks? This is Bleacher Creatures episode one fifty three. Brought to you as always by XL Media, Crossing Broad, Elite Sports NY, the voice, the pulse of New York City sports, Warwick Gaming, and as always, Rivercrest NYC. Uh, so how was your holiday, man? Uh, good Christmas, good New Year's? Yeah, good Christmas, and then went down to Florida for New Year's. and You, you know, survived? Survived, barely. Uh, but yeah, I mean... It was good. It was Christmas was relaxing. New Year's was relaxing. Um, it was good to see my family down in Florida. So, you know, got to catch some hockey games and you know, just chill in in, in the old uh stomping grounds. And now it's January. The Giants are out of the playoffs and life is fully back to normal. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Let me just say it lasted longer than your Ravens. <sighs> Shut up. <laughs> hey, you know what? We're fi- we fired the offensive coordinator finally. Apparently, people think Saquon's going to sign with us. Like seriously, odds makers think that the Ravens have a good shot at getting him. Which <sighs> I wouldn't say no, but I that's not the right move for the team. It's, yeah. it's just not. It just isn't. Yeah, oh man! Like- sp- speaking of hockey, you've been reading all this drama about Bruce Boudreaux up in Vancouver. Yeah, Vancouver is a shit show right now. I mean, it's like it's like the Houston Texans of hockey. Yeah, it you know it's it's a shame what they what they did to him because like the fans loved him. It seemed yeah. like most of the players liked him. Uh, the Canucks have a JT Miller problem that they need to figure out. Um, but yeah, they did him dirty, and the yeah. guy they hired to replace him, Rick Tockett. It's like I don't know what the hell he's gonna fix. So. Yeah, well, it'll probably accrue like two million in gambling debts before long, right? So, hey, man, there it's if there's ever a time to tank, this is the year. Uh, that kid that's going to be first overall, Connor Bedard, is just an unreal talent. So, yeah, well, the Rangers should probably start tanking right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have their game on right now. They're playing the Panthers, and they're not playing well, and yet somehow they're winning three one. So, <laughs> all right, well, I didn't even know they were, they were playing tonight. <laughs> All right, so not much has changed in Yankee land. You know, Aaron Judge has re-signed. Carlos Rodon came on, short up the front of the rotation. At this point, it looks like Aaron Hicks and Oswaldo Cabrera are going to be battling out for left field. Sad face. We'll we'll see what happens. But let's have a talk about the little shitbirds north of the border who fly across the border into my parks in New York City and go, ah, yeah, they look really cool. They sound really annoying. What is wrong with these Toronto Blue Jays and Vladimir Guerrero thinking that he can talk shit all of a sudden? Yeah, it's funny because you have the people on social media being like, oh, this is exactly what he wanted. Angry Yankee fans bitching and moaning about, you know, his troll job or whatever. And it's like, but, you know, I really don't know if he's trolling. Like, you know, you need to, you need to have success 
to to like reference in order to troll. Yeah, you need to and, have and a track record. Like finishing most, second in the MVP race does not give you that. Like the most mental gymnastics I saw in like in the aftermath of that whatever the hell that was was were they doing like a little presentation to kindergartners or whatever i don't know like probably and and, like people were like well that's the answer the girl was looking for it's like why the fuck do people in toronto give a shit about the yankees like why do people in toronto give a shit about baseball period like besides our buddy brendan who okay we know he's he's a blue jays fan and also philadelphia eagles and montreal canadians which okay well well, his dad's from montreal so that makes sense anyway yeah but like he's the one blue jays fan i know or that we know rather but like well you know the reason why they care about baseball is because every time their hockey team tries to do anything they fail miserably and it's an embarrassment but anyway um yeah i don't know it's like it's stupid it's whatever but it's also like like the Blue Jays act like they were this close to the division, like winning the division, and like they just simply weren't. They weren't close at all. Like they were like terribly disappointing. And they only came within a whisper late in the season just because the Yankees had that really bad month. Yeah. But like I'm like, what was the final standings there? Like, like I think they were like six. They were like six and a half, seven games up. Yeah, well, the Yankees like, were like six and a half, seven out, and then you know they play what the extended wild card. Yeah, they had Seattle and, and were absolutely embarrassed. Like, I don't know. Did you know? I thought last year was supposed to be the movie or whatever the hell they're mantra you saw the trailer this this is the movie yeah i mean you know they should be more concerned about why that movie was a box office failure than you know trying to you know it's it's that on top of the brandon belt being like we should be considered world series favorites it's like no you know you got and i think i think it was either finish at the top of your division and don't get you know swept out of the playoffs and look i say that as a yankee team who got swept out of the playoffs i'm still not fully convinced we're world series contenders but like you know it's 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 a weird the blue jays are a weird organization all of a sudden it's a shame because they got pieces that should be really easy to root for but you know it's 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 toronto as uh as Don Cherry would say, so it's they're they're like the annoying little brother who's trying so hard to be a pest and getting everyone said, and it's just like like dude, shut up. Who are you? Yeah, like I'm looking yeah. at I'm looking at their depth chart right now. This is not a team that scares me, Alec, at all. Okay, so let's start with the rotation, which we're, let's be honest, this is their biggest flaw. Kevin Gossman, okay, good enough. Alec Manoa, good, but now he can be gotten to. Chris Bassett, okay, was barely a, like a three in with the Mets. Now he's the three there. Jose Barrios, terrible since he came to the Blue Jays. And are we really scared of you say friggin' Kikuchi? Nope. Nope. Like, I think, you know, Goss- Gossman will give you trouble. Manoa can definitely give you trouble on any given night. But, like, if the Yankees weren't going into this season with Carlos Rodon... Okay, like 
then it'd be like, oh, well, maybe that gap is a little bit closer. But but the Yankees getting Rodon, it's like, okay, we can match you and then exceed you pitching-wise. And, you know, at the end of last year, you you look at, like, the numbers that Vladdy Jr. put up, that Bo put up. Right. You know, you have to seriously ask the question of were those down years or were those are those the years that you're going to get out of them? And both had good years. Yeah. But like, you know, short of them going Aaron Judge mode, you know, if that is them having good years and they're still seven games, six and a half games out, I I, I don't know what else they're like, you know, their bullpen's not great. Uh, I mean, that, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they got Eric Swanson when they traded T. Oscar Hernandez, so. Uh, I mean, uh, what they do, that doesn't. Yeah, they, oh, Kevin uh, Kiermeyer. Okay, so he's going to be, he's going to give you maybe 50 games before he gets hurt playing on turf again. Dalton I mean, well, yeah, but, and, and not to interrupt, but like, that's another thing. It's like, so they got Kevin Kiermeyer. They lose Tay Oscar. They lose yeah. Guriel. Did that offense really get any better? No, I mean, like that. If looking at it right now, they're they're heavily banking on Dalton Varsho, not just building off of the career year he had in Arizona, but also cutting down the strikeouts and taking a step forward. I think that okay, yeah, he's got potential to do that, but he's probably going to be Joey Gallo light with like a slightly better batting average. Especially like on a team like Toronto, where their whole hitting philosophy seems to be, okay, sit on a fastball and just like, yeah, mash the ball. They're they're like, they're not three true outcomes entirely, but they're kind of like the Blue Jays, where they just want to like sit on those fastballs and just murder them, you know? Yeah, but I mean, you know, Vladdy Junior is going to be Vladdy. Yeah. Yeah, I think I might have said I think I said it might have been like the Blue Jays, or like the Orioles, where they oh, right, right. yeah, where they sit on those flat on those fastballs. And like Bo will be Bo, but you know, Teoscar always scared me. Like that dude is a great hitter, and you know they got rid of him. And you know Guriel was a guy who is going to give you like the two sixty two seventy average. I'm like I'm looking at I'm looking at Varsho's stats from last year. It's like yeah, okay, he had a career year. He hit. 27 home runs but the dude also hit 235 and you know struck out a bunch struck out 145 times in 151 games it's like and yeah you're playing in the al west what like what division is gonna have or the nl west what division is gonna have better pitching than the nl west al east yeah so you know especially when tampa is gonna have like glass now back like and and fully healthy like yeah i mean the fact that Frankie Montas is the number five starter on the Yankees and missing the first month of the season tells you all you need to know about the state of competition, at least amongst pitching staffs in the AL East. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, like in, in that regard, it's, it's New York and Tampa. And like, Tampa, Tampa, like they're, they're not a better team than they were last year. No, they're not. So I'd argue, I'd argue they're worse. Yeah. The Red Sox are absolutely worse. Yeah. I mean, this could be a year where, like, you know, the biggest, I think, improvement you're going to see is going to be out of Baltimore. And Yeah, you're absolutely right. And that's and that's another team that all of a sudden you start looking at their rotation and you see what they did last year, and you're like, hey, they might have something there. 
So, you know, again, it's baseball. Any given team can win any night. But I mean, you could say what you want about the about the Baltimore Orioles and the Angeles brothers and how they run that franchise. But it's clear that Elias or whatever his name is, who's running the show in the front office right now, mm. he sees like, okay, we got Adley Rutschman. We've got Jackson Holiday. We've got all these other guys coming up from the farm. We've got these hitters. Let's roll the dice. Let's pretty much money ball the pitching rotation until we can sign some free agents and gamble on, on upside. And Brandon Hyde seems to have like awoken something in this team. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all of a sudden, we got to deal with two shitbirds in the division. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, and that's that's the thing. It's like I I wanted to root for the Blue Jays because of Laddie Jr. And then everything from last – was it last year or the year before when they won the game in Toronto and he acted like he was winning the World Series? Oh, this is my house? Yeah. Uh, yeah, was it the one where he made the stretch at first base and started like – pounding the ground and going crazy this is my house my house yeah that was last end of last year yeah and then we clinched the division the very next night yeah and then like you know the game where he hit three off of coal or whatever and then you know it's it's kind of like i i'm never going to be the one to tell guys like in the majors to you know not have fun you want to you want the game to be exciting and vladdy jr and and that Toronto Blue Jays team does a very good job of making the game fun. You know, they're, you know, they're one of those teams that are kind of at the forefront of the, you know, millennial movement of baseball. But yeah, I mean, kids stay humble a little bit. Like I get it. You're an unreal talent. I mean, he's, he is one of my favorite players in, in baseball. I love watching him hit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you got to have a certain kind of wherewithal. With yeah, you might have hit three home runs that one game against the Yankees, but what'd you do the next day? You struck out four times. You know, you gotta ha- always have that kind of mindset in the back of your mind. Right. You gotta be like, the game's humbling. It'll like it'll get you. But you know, that's why I, like I never liked the attitude that the Yankees seem to have over the last few years, where you know. When the Yankees beat Boston in game one of the ALDS and Judge played New York, New York and Fenway. And, you know, that kind of attitude is like, dude, you still got to like the team still has to do something like you still got to get. Now, if you you stole two in Fenway, then go ahead and do it. Yeah. uh, Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, it's. Sometimes there's a lot, there's too much talk that happens. It's like, just, just go out and let, let your play do the talking for you. Like, you know, I, I think the Blue Jays at some point, I'm going to start recognizing that. And it might be when they finish with 88 wins this year. And, you know, the Yankees are back to 95, almost a hundred. It's so strange. Cause this, this has almost kind of been the Blue Jays MO within the modern era. They'll build up a team, like even the world series teams, they would build up a team with lots of good hitters. Like they had Robbie Alomar, Joe Carter, John Olrud won a batting title for them in 93. Mm-hmm. Um, you had Paul Molitor one year. So you had like, and Tony Fernandez was a good contact hitter. And if you think about it, none of those teams really had any notable pitchers. Like the big Toronto pitcher of that era was this guy, Dave Steve, who we all know about. There's a great 
a secret base documentary on him on YouTube. Everyone should absolutely go check that out. Um, but at the same time, like, okay, they had Dave Steve who didn't even pitch in the World Series because he was hurt. And then they had an aging Jack Morris who was okay in Toronto, not exactly great. Like he was still like at the on the back nine of his career. And then you see it today with the Blue Jays again. It's this team that's all about, okay, we're gonna mash the ball out of the park. We're going to invest all of our money in hitting. Where who's the ace pitcher of the staff? Like Kevin Gossman's the most they've spent on a pitcher in 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 my memory that I can think of. Yeah. Between him and Ryu. And Kevin Gossman, like on any other team, he's probably a two. Um, well, I mean, look, I mean, yeah, he came from San Francisco in 2021 where he had that 2.81 ERA. Right. And, you know, the big question was, what is he going to do back in the East? He struggled the first time. Is he going to be better? And, you know, he came in and he put up a 3.35 ERA last year, which again is not bad, but the dude was 12 and 10, you know, he, Yes, he might have had a little bit of bad luck from team fielding and stuff, but you know, a three point three five—that's nothing to like really terrify you. You know, not to mention he's a year older now, at thirty-two, no less. That's something like he's been in the league a long time. Yeah, he's a yeah. He just turned thirty-two. He's a splitter pitcher, so you know that he could be an injury time bomb waiting to happen. Yeah. He only threw 174.2 innings. So, uh, yeah, he's never thrown 200 innings in his career. And he could he? Yeah, probably. But at this point, you're asking someone who's 32 years old for the first time in their career to throw 200 innings. Yeah. That's a big ask. To Absolutely. say nothing of the fact that because you, you just touched on the bad luck from the defense, at what point do they have the conversation? Maybe Bobachet shouldn't play shortstop anymore. Yeah, I mean, that yeah, that's a good question. I haven't really like looked at his metrics or watched enough of his defensive game to see like what kind of liability he might be. But yeah, I mean, the team yeah, is not. I'm complete. pulling up his fielding numbers now. Keep talking. The team is not complete by any means, um, and it's just one of those things where they got they're gonna have to look at the way that roster is constructed and you know they, they need to find them. they need to find their own version of Brian Sabian this this was a Yankees offseason hire who i am thrilled about i i am beyond excited for this Brian Sabian for his whole career the one common theme is that he scouts pitching really well right and the blue jays they the one thing they've never had since Roy Halladay, they've never had that homegrown pitching prospect. They haven't had like that guy in the rotation who is that motherfucker. Yeah. I absolutely think Alec Manoa can become that. Oh yeah. Then like that will be a good rivalry in the AL East, like him and Garrett Cole. And, the, you know, and all the talking like that stuff is like fun. Sure. You know, um, because Manoa kind of scares me more on the mound than Vladdy does at the plate. 
you know so yeah um, vladdy you you can like as good as he is there's there's ways to beat him like he goes yeah. he's so all or nothing with that swing that you know he's going to hit the ball hard in all likelihood but like it, it's He's not like he doesn't have that oh shit factor like Judge does, if that makes yeah. sense. So it's uh, uh go ahead. I'm like it's it's gonna be entertaining for sure moving forward this year. Um but you know there's it's almost as if Toronto is demanding respect from everyone else, and it's just like, well, you gotta earn it, dude. Like, you know, a couple of fun players and then a three-game sweep out of the AL wild card, and that's not enough to, you know, demand respect from your opponents. Like, you know, go out there. If you go out there and you win 95 games, like, cool. Yeah. Are you ready to hear what Bobachet's DRS was for last season? Oh, boy. What? Minus 16. Yeah, that's not good. Minus seven outs above average. Uh, minus five runs above average. He committed 23 errors last year, 24 in 2021. I don't know whether it's second base or the outfield, but shortstop is not it for that young man at all. Yeah. Yeah, and if, actually, if I remember correctly, a lot of his errors were throwing errors, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, he kind of had that IKF problem where he kind of he kind of has issues making throws. Now that the shift is gone, oh my lord! Yeah, he's going to have a real hard time with that. Yeah, I mean, he's not, and he's not the like most fleet of foot too, so his range is not going to be like the best. Yeah, he's going to have to have some major like turnaround there, whether it's being a smarter fielder. Or you know, just working super hard this off season. Bobachet, he's he's someone who looks like an infielder. Keywords being looks like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe center field is in his future. Who knows? Nah, I don't. I don't even think he has the range for that. He might be a corner outfielder if anything. Ugh, and I don't think he's got the size nor the arm for that. Mm-hmm. That that's the thing hey. about the. What? I was just gonna say, but hey, you know, Toronto moving their fences in. <laughs> what doesn't? A... I guess it doesn't matter what they do defensively. It wasn't even that big a ballpark to begin with. I know, and and like power alleys, I say with the quote air quotations. I mean, like that's my college field, my D three upstate New York college field had bigger dimensions than. Is the Rogers Center still? I don't even know. Yeah, it's Rogers Center. Look, I in the Blue Jays. I can't believe I'm going to say this. In the Blue Jays' defense, watching the Rogers Centers on TV, it plays a lot bigger than it actually is. Okay, just because of camera angles. Yeah, but you didn't. They didn't need to change the dimensions. Like hitting has never been the issues with the Blue Jays. Like, yeah, it's not. It's not like uh, the old City Field. Or Comerica, where they literally had to move the fences in because there was no offense otherwise. Mm-hmm. This is the Blue Jays literally trying to slug their way to a division title and to a World Series. It is disgusting. It is something I, I expected better from Mark Shapiro, their team president. It is a poverty move. Yeah, it, it, it it's it's cheap. It's just a cheap way of trying to 
work your way to the top of the division. It's like, a cheap to music joke. It's a cheap trick. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, and look, I get it. The Yankees play in a very team friendly stadium, but like, you know, it's always been that way. Yeah. I mean, like, like oh, oh, okay, great. Y- Yankee stadium. It's a matchbox. Okay, awesome. It's always been that way. Like, it wasn't intentionally constructed from the get-go. Like, okay, we are going to have a very small ballpark so that we can hit all the home runs and slug our way to a World Series. Yeah, and but again, also people, you know, forget the fact that while it is a little league field down the lines, it takes a man's power to hit it out in the power alleys. Like, so, and the fact that now, because like, what 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 were the power alleys in Yankee Stadium? They're like three eighty nine, I want to say. Yeah, I, and what center is like four oh four oh eight four oh eight, and yeah. what what did Roger Center just change theirs to like three sixty in the power alleys, and then like three seventy three eighty. Yeah, yeah let's look, let's look this up as my child has a tantrum in the background. <laughs> this is this is my life, folks. You can hear that in the back. Okay, uh, center field, largest section of the outfield, left center is shrinking to. Uh, 366 right center 357 center field was 400 even they're now moving that so it's 397 yeah yeah that's Paige and Chris Woodward yeah they probably watched like one too many times a ball getting smoked into the uh into the gap by one of their players and it hit the wall they're like well we need to turn those into home runs so let's now bring it into he said right so, side. So there's still there's still gonna be 328 down both foul poles. Yeah. And it was 375 in the power alleys. Yeah. Well. Now Yankee Stadium, by comparison, as we look this up, it's so hard to do this because I have I have to unplug my keyboard to plug in the mic. <laughs> Little Howard Stern intervention here, just complaining about the technology. Go hold Don LaGreca on it. <laughs> Look at this garbage. <laughs> and so yeah, like you should uh you should have like a Halloween episode where you talc your hair and your beard and be LaGreca. <laughs> oh god. All right, so yeah. You said okay, so the power alleys in Yankee Stadium, we already established center is 408. Left center is 399, right center is 385. You said a man's power. Yes. Yeah. Stop calling this a little league ballpark. Yeah, it's like nobody yeah. watches baseball anymore. Oh no, everyone's. I, I love this new term that's going around called perpetually online, <laughs> where everything <laughs> is like an overreaction and a crisis. So, oh man, don't I know that? <laughs> I, I oh god, don't, don't go on Twitter, anybody ever. Baseball Twitter is a terrible, terrible place. I try not to. Yeah, but th- such is the story with the Blue Jays all the time, though, man. Because it's like, it's like they're the pro wrestler who just comes out, starts randomly talking shit, and then gets their ass kicked every time. But then they still keep coming back out again and again and again, saying, "No, respect me, respect me, respect me." And yeah, they might win like a lower tier belt here and there. They never win the big thing ever, and they still keep chirping and chirping and chirping like the little Canadian shitbirds that they are. No offense, neighbors to the north. I love you guys so much. I spent my bachelor party there. I love Canada. Please don't cancel us. <laughs> but at the same time, like, oh my god, Blue Jays are the Blue Jays are so annoying. It has to stop, man. I. It's so bad. Yeah, I mean, like, 
yeah, I agree. They they just need to they need to stop. I gotta create I gotta create a soundbite of that's like shut the fuck up, Vladdy. <laughs> oh, God. Oh man. I mean, how many days now till spring training? Twenty. Uh yeah, pitchers and catchers report in like I would say it's like two and a half three weeks. Are you ready? I'm just happy Tommy Canley's back. Yeah. Tommy tight pants. Tommy tight pants. Oh Tommy wait, we we we, we didn't cover. Uh, are you are you comfortable talking about uh, catching the bug over uh, over the break? Oh yeah, yeah. That, I mean, it was yeah. <laughs> so Alec had COVID over the break. Yes, I did. Uh, we went to a minor league hockey game, and in Florida. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, the Florida Everblades, who are now a um, affiliate of the Panthers, but they used to be mm-hmm. an affiliate of the Hurricanes, playing Fort Myers. So, mind you, this was like the first time I went to one of their games in a good twelve to fifteen years. Like it's been a long. Okay. I can only imagine minor league hockey in Florida, of all places. Packed house. It was fun. You know, you get you, I minor league hockey is fun because a it's hockey. And you can get good seats at a cheap price. So. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just girlfriend caught it just by randomness and by proximity to her. I ended up catching it, but no one else in my family did. And, you know, when she, she got it and then as she was on the down end, like the tailspin of it. We were driving back up to Philadelphia. That's oh, you guys when... drove to Florida. Shit. Yeah, yeah. We 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 do that. We, um, I like it a little bit more than she does. I'm not always a big fan of flying. Uh, no, 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 I I feel, I definitely feel you on that. Yeah, I, I'm like I I can tell myself, oh yeah, I'll fly if it means going to like Europe. Yeah, uh, which I will be doing in June, by the way. Nice. Uh, but yeah, if it's like New York or if it's uh, Florida, I'm just like. No, we're driving. You know, two days, stay in so, a hotel. So, what do you what do you like? Stop off in like Carolina or something? Uh, yeah, like South Carolina. Nice on, on the way down. So, yeah, uh, and then once once we got back to Philly, that's when I was like, oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> and then I had like one, two bad days where I was just super achy. It was that new strain that that's been going around. Yeah, well, well, now they're saying they're gonna. There's probably gonna uh, FDA is gonna authorize a uh, once a year shot for COVID, like like a flu shot. Yeah, I'm, um, I kind of knew that was coming. Like, yeah, like my girlfriend who works in infectious diseases and stuff. Like, she called that a year ago. She's like, it's gonna end up being like the flu in the sense where we're gonna have to get like updated vaccines all the time. Um. And people are gonna, you know, catch it, and it's not gonna be as serious as it was from the very beginning. But, you know, yeah. Thank God for COVID vaccines. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, because I was sitting there. I'm like, you know, I'm really achy. I'm tired. It's not the worst thing I've ever like gotten sick with, but and I can only imagine what the first round was like, and not having vaccines. Like that, like thinking about that was like a little like scary. It was like, damn, like I'm, we're fortunate to where the strain is now has sacrificed its potency for mm-hmm. you know, contagious. 
ness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, I had a, cause we all had an Omicron uh, back in like about a year ago. And I remember we, we were all, we were all like sick, sick for, I don't know, like call, call it a day and a half. If that. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, like, yeah, we feel kind of gross and sick, but it, it was annoying above all else. It's like, uh, God, it's, it's sick and just, God, come on. Like, why? Really? Seriously? Yeah. Yeah, that's how, pretty much how it was with us. I mean, but we're fine now. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, shifting shift back to baseball, we'll close out with this. Whose jersey are you going to buy this year? Oh, Trey Turner. No, I mean, Yankees jersey, dipshit. <laughs> Uh, new, new rule if you get the trade turner, you have to cut your hair and the beard too. No, okay. <laughs> maybe the hair. I don't know. About um, I don't know. I don't know because the last time I bought a Yankee jersey was one of the last times I, I was in Yankee Stadium. And honestly, what I just did was I like you know, the, in the um concourse or in the grandstand area, there's the um. Or no, no, the, the rotunda area, I guess. Yeah. They have the personalized, like, like, yes, you buy the jersey and then you, and I was like, I, A, I don't want to buy a jersey with a last name on it. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, I want a Paul O'Neill jersey. So I just, I, I got one of those and just had him slap on 21 on the back. And then, like, that was it. There you so, go. I mean, and that's, that's actually really the only Yankee jersey I have. So, I don't know. I don't know if I'll get a 99 at some point. Um, I don't know. Other than Judge, I don't think there's really another Yankee where I'm just like, oh, I would want his jersey. So. Now I feel like a nerd for getting it for wanting a Nestor jersey. No, I mean, like, no. Hey, I I do like Nestor. I just don't know, like, how long Nestor is going to be Nestor, you know? So that's true. I feel like I feel like for me with baseball jerseys, it would be more or at least with a Yankee jersey, it'd be more of the uh kind of nostalgia of wanting to get a certain player's jersey. So like you know, I could see myself wanting to get jerseys with the numbers of like the core four before getting more of a modern player from the Yankees. I respect that. Speaking of Nestor, he and uh, some of the guys have been hanging out a lot this off uh, this off season. It looks like have they? Yeah, um, he and Rizzo went to a Dolphins game together and and wore jerseys. Was he with? He was with Judge at uh, at a Bucks game Bucks too. Game. Yeah, like right before the winter meeting started. And um, yeah, that was um, what else is going on? Yeah, a bunch of the guys are down in Tampa right now. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, like everyone's kind of motivated. Should I hope a, so. Should be a, a fun season. Yeah, there's anyway. There's a lot of guys to root for for sure. Um, yeah, there's a lot of guys that I feel like that don't need to get root, you know, rooting for. Oh, that reminds me. Smell you later, Roldis Chapman. To the Royals of all teams, oh, the Marlins didn't even want him, and he lives in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> So glad we don't have to deal with his ninth innings anymore. Yeah, yeah. Now he gets to be a poverty closer for a poverty franchise with poverty opportunities because nobody wants his poverty walks and lack of control. 
but at least he gets to eat good steak on a regular basis. This is true. It's <laughs> brisket, pulled pork, everything. And he and I don't know if you've seen him on Instagram. Chapman is someone who loves to grill. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He's got like his setup in Miami, if I recall correctly. He's got he's got a smoker for one. Uh, and like it's it's huge. It looks like it almost looks like a converted freight train car. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then right next to that, he has you know the very the very like nice stainless steel grill set up with the gas and like, the charcoal side, and yeah, he he makes a lot of very spicy looking chicken. Ooh. Yeah. That sound good. No, anyway, no, no, yeah. God, I don't even know who the closer is going to be next year. If we're being honest. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's probably going to be. Clay Holmes is to lose. Yeah, I figure like you got to figure he's the guy going into camp, and like I, I don't know, maybe Canley could be could be it. Yeah, maybe Canley. Uh, maybe a guy like Marinaccio. You know, if he picks up where he left off, he could get a serious look. Loizaga. I mean, we got options. Oh yeah, plenty and plenty of options. Oh, and we'll talk about this on the next episode. I predict the star of spring training this year will be Johnny Brito. Mark it down. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's all for tonight on Bleacher Creatures, folks. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Josh Y. Download on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, how are the Rangers doing? They're winning three to one. And... Still awesome. We didn't mush them. Yeah. No. This team still has so many issues and they piss me off. But anyway. Yeah, well, that's how I feel about the Knicks and the Yankees half the year. All right. See you next time, folks.